It's hard to believe, but Thanksgiving is only a few weeks away. And what that means is Thanksgiving dinner, family, friends, lots of fun, but it can be lots of stress too. It doesn't have to be that way. Today, I want to talk to you about being prepared, making pre-decisions, and really taking care of your future self. I have five great tips that I think that are really practical, but will give you a framework to help make your Thanksgiving a lot less stressful and a lot more fun. Hey friends, welcome to Faith, Coffee, and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Sheree, and I'm so happy you're here today, and I'm so happy to be back. It has been quite a while since I posted an episode. Um, I've been on kind of this hiatus. It's been a difficult season, and that's for another podcast, but I'm really glad to be back, and I thought I would kick off um, you know, this new podcast episode was something that we are all facing that's coming around the corner, and that is the holidays. And I really want to talk today about taking care of your future self this Thanksgiving. And I want to give you five practical prep tips. And if you go to my blog, there are some downloads that I think you're really going to find helpful. Look, who doesn't love the holidays, right? The laughter of loved ones, the family traditions, the hot cocoa, you know, the football, the sparkly decorations, the food overload. I mean, are the sugar plums dancing around in your head yet? Probably not, right? Because the unmagical truth is we don't live in a Hallmark movie. And oftentimes our expectations of the holidays is overridden by, you know, the never-ending to-do list, the jam-packed schedules, the personality clashes with the family and friends, and you all know what I'm talking about. Listen, when the holidays spin out of control, it's easy for us to lose focus on what matters most, being present and spending time with the people we love. And you know, this year I understand that more than ever because my dad passed away. And um, that was part of the reason I haven't really been engaged in social media or, um, you know, posting much. Because if any of you have lost a parent, then you know that it kind of turns your world up. It does turn your world upside down. Um, But it has brought loving my people to a whole new deeper level. And even though I know that this holiday is going to be extremely difficult for us, I do have gratitude. And I don't want to undermine the fact of all the blessings that have occurred in our life, even in the grief and sorrow. Um, We never know what tomorrow brings, right? Or what seat might be empty the following holiday. So we should try to do our best to live today and stay focused on what really matters. And that's love, gratitude, and our relationships, you know, And, and really being the hands and feet of Jesus. You can't control, you know, the people in your life, right? You can't control Aunt Betty, who is a negative Nelly or overly critical Cousin Carol, but you can control how you prepare for the holidays so that you take care of your future self now. God doesn't want you to be a mess during the holiday season, right? He wants you to reflect his love. And that doesn't happen when we are in a crazed state. Preparation, my friends, is key in ensuring that your future self stays mentally, physically, and even spiritually healthy. You know, if you equip yourself with the practical tools 
and do some pre-deciding work, I really believe that you will definitely survive the holidays, right? Every year this comes around, you know, we can be sure of that. The holiday season's coming around. Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's coming. But by golly, you might even enjoy them too if you do that pre-decision work, that preparation work, a little bit of organization because it really does go a long way. So in the upcoming weeks, I'm going to walk down this festive road with you with some tips to help you implement during this holiday season and some resources which are really pretty that I've created. I think you're going to like them to help you along your way. So listen, Thanksgiving's around the corner. So our focus in this episode is pulling Turkey Day together. I'm going to dive into Christmas preparation in November as well, um, because I think it's it's great to get that jump start. It really takes away the stress of that of that um, time period, right? In December where everything is happening and you're trying to do everything. So if you can do that little bit of prep work in November, it really does help. But this week, we're going to talk about what you need to do in the next few weeks leading up to Thanksgiving. So if you're hosting dinner, you already have a lot on your plate, right? So I want to talk about five basic things, five basic to-dos that you can put into play that's going to help you keep on track, okay? So number one, this might seem really um, just, you know, like you're probably like, well, of course, right? But confirm the time you want folks over for dinner, Giving your guest as much information as possible will help them plan and decide if they can attend, especially if they are visiting more than one home for dinner, right? And we know that that's pretty common. There's in-laws, there's you know, family, there's friends. So your house may not be the only stop. So giving them as much information on when dinner is, it's really important. One tip I have is when you are setting the time for dinner, set a time that works well with your natural rhythm, right? So some people are fine having an early dinner at like 1 p.m. and waking up at like 4 a.m. to get everything ready. When I was growing up, we always had dinner at 5 p.m. You know, at my grandparents' house. Now, my aunts and uncles would go to their in-laws' house at like 1, 12. They would have dinner there really early, and then they would come to my grandmother's house. Personally, I'm not a 1 p.m. dinner type of girl. Um, I don't want to get up that early to prepare, and yeah, it just doesn't work for me, but it might work for you. So think about when you're you know, setting that schedule, what does that look like for you? And also, do you want an end time? Like, it's okay to say, hey, guys, I'm having dinner from five, you know, till like around eight, nine o'clock, you know what I mean? Or it's okay. So really think about your, your natural rhythm and how that that's going to fit in with the preparation of cooking and getting the tables ready and things like that. Um, before you give that time. So number two is compile your guest list and send the invite you probably have the usual suspects coming to dinner, right? Like this isn't, this isn't something new. So maybe it's, you know, your mom, your dad, um, your brothers and sisters, but make a list of everyone you are inviting, especially if you have some new folks breaking bread at the table. It's going to help you think about logistics too. If your, fra- if your shy friend Sue is coming, you don't want to sit her next to Uncle Joe, who's like going to talk her ear off, right? Because that's going to make her uncomfortable. That's going to um, 
you know, just kind of put uh, just some distance, right? And you don't want that. You want everybody to be at the table, comfortable, having a good time. So this really helps with the logistics. Whether you're inviting your guest informally with a text or a phone call, you know, or you get all Martha Stewarty and send some fancy invitations, make sure your invite gives your guests plenty of time to respond. You know, one more quick note on that. If you're able, please consider inviting someone who may not have anywhere to go this season. It will be such a blessing to you and your family. You know, um, there are a lot of people who just don't have family around them or, you know, are, are just introverts, don't have, you know, people that they're comfortable reaching out to because their family lives really far away and they can't get home. You know, be that person who extends an invitation. Um, it really will go a long way. And it's also something great to model to your family in this time of year. And it really, all year long, it should be like that, right? Um, fellowship is so important. And it's something that I think as Christians, like we really sometimes miss the mark on. My daughter is working at a temple and they have something after school on Fridays along with their tradition, but it's called Tat Shabbat. And they have like all these little children getting together, sharing food, you know, singing songs. And it's such a beautiful way at a young age to create community. And I would really love to see us as Christians do that more to reaching out because we're very comfortable reaching out to the people that we know, right? We're very comfortable reaching out to the folks in church that we, you know, talk to every Sunday that we have a great rapport with. But are we really comfortable reaching out to that mom who's sitting in the back or, you know, the older person who keeps to themselves, but, you know, their family is not around? Um, So just keep that in mind, because I think that we miss the mark on the holidays sometimes about the real meaning of, you know, um, gratitude, right, and blessings. And that is to be a blessing and to show, um, you know, to give that gratitude through tangible ways. Okay, number, we're on what, number three is get confirmation your guests are intending. When you get confirmation, be sure to get the number of guests that are coming. So if Cousin Jane says, yes, I'm coming, ask her who else is coming with her, right? Because maybe she has an in-law from out of town that she would like to bring, or she has, you know, her kids who, um, you know, have this friend that they're, they their parents, you know, maybe are unable to, you know, have um, a bigger dinner or whatever, right? So like the thing is, that wasn't a good example, guys, but you get what I'm saying, right? Make sure you find out how many guests are actually coming with the guests that you invited. Also, if you have any out-of-town guests, it's super important, obviously, to know the logistics, such as the day and time they arrive, because you'll need to do some extra preparation for folks staying at your house. And I'll have a resource that I'll share later uh, down the line, I think that's really good with um, you know, preparing for guests. Um, it's perfectly appropriate to give your guest a day to respond by. It's not rude. It really isn't. It's a practical way for you to ensure that one, you have enough food, right? And two, that you have enough seats around the table so that people are not, you know, sitting on the porch, right? You can simply say, hey, I would love to have you at Thanksgiving dinner. We're eating at five. Do you think you can let me know by Monday if you all can make it? Believe me, they're not going to mind because this gives them some structure to help them plan their day. 
If you don't hear back after the RSVP day, afford some grace, you know, don't be calling them at like 5 p.m. on Monday, hey, you didn't get back to me. Reach out within the next, you know, one to two days. Um, But it's totally appropriate to find out, you know, if they're actually able to come so that you're, you're as prepared as you can be. Okay, number four is create a menu and write your grocery list. Duh, right? I know, it's turkey and all the sides that you've had for the past like 30 years. But creating a menu is the preparation that is necessary to create your grocery list and take inventory of what you have. So when you create a menu, make a list of the following. Um, This is just a suggestion. Main dish, sides, favorite traditional dishes, beverages, desserts, appetizers, right? Anything that you can think of that should be on that list. Um, and then once you do that, you're going to take a list, uh, you're going to take a piece of paper, an inventory list, just to look at what you already have, right? Maybe you buy from bulk from Sam's or something. So you have a ton of like cranberry sauce, I don't know, or like stovetop stuffing or something like that, right? Then you may not need to get more, but it's a good idea to make a list of your menu and then look at your inventory. And then from there, you're going to create your grocery list. Remember, the grocery list is your golden ticket. So you want to make it as comprehensive and as complete as possible so that you're not making multiple trips to the store during the busiest time of the year. Give yourself a day to sit with the list to think about if anything is missing. Okay, so once you write that grocery list, take a look at it, but sit with it for a moment because something else may come up. If you have guests staying with you like overnight or for you know a couple days, you want to make sure you take that into consideration for your normal grocery list too. Okay, but this is more for your Thanksgiving um, shopping list. Um, also, take note of any allergies your guests may have so that you can provide an alternative. Go grocery shopping. Okay, this is that fun one, right? Not, but. If you go grocery shopping early in the month, you are giving yourself a gift. Think of how happy your future self will be when you are not scurrying around last minute, fighting over the last can of cranberry sauce, right? With another cranky person who decided to wait for the last minute to go grocery shopping too. Arm yourself with your list. And if you can, take a few helpers with you get it done. Okay, here's just a few tips before heading out into the wild, right? Create a budget. Creating a budget is going to help you not overspend, and it also gives you a projection of maybe what your Christmas food budget will be so that you're not doing double work. Two, lead with a plan. Okay, can you get everything at one grocery store, or do you need to make a trip to Costco, Trader Joe's, and Aldi? If you need to make multiple trips, have a like a strategy, right? So you don't want to go to the furthest. Um, you want to just plan it out. So for example, go to the furthest store from your home first, and then the closest last so that you can simply, you know, kind of make that round and then you're done. Um, if you're bringing helpers, this is the third tip, make a copy of the grocery list for each of them or Another way you can do this is to assign food groups with a list to each person. So example, so for an example, like your daughter shops for all the produce. 
Um, your son shops for all the baking items, right? Like things like that. You shop for maybe all the main dishes um, and sides. So like breaking it up is also really helpful as well, but make sure you give them that checklist so that they're getting every item that's on your grocery list. Give yourself a timeline. Okay, it's already November 5th, right? So try to get these five to-dos done by November 11th. Um, to give you plenty of margin before the holiday, not to mention to give you some time to kick back and relax as well. Treat yourself to your favorite fall drink after you accomplish each item, right? Because you deserve it. This is what taking care of your future self is. It gives you margin to actually breathe, right? Because we can feel so overwhelmed by the holidays that we're not breathing, we're not taking the time to just actually appreciate the fact that we can host dinner, right? Um, we're we're so caught up into the, the craziness and the busyness of it all that we lose sight of why we celebrate the holidays. Okay, so those are the five tips. I'm gonna go over them one more time. And you can also get these tips on my, um, uh, on my website at faithcoffeeandakid.com. And so let's talk about, uh, let's go through these five one more time. Um, one, confirm the time you want folks over to dinner. Remember what's your natural rhythm, what works best for you, what's gonna make you not pull your hair out on the day of Thanksgiving. Two, compile your guest list and send the invite. This is very important. Make sure you know who's coming. Make sure you, um, you know, give a day or make sure that you give them plenty of time to actually respond as well. Three, get confirmation your guests are attending. Remember, once you have the guest confirmed, make sure you know how many people are coming with them and give them a time to respond by. Okay, number four is create a menu and write your grocery list. Okay, you want to make sure that you are including kind of like the five or six major things, the main dish, the sides, favorite traditional dishes, beverages, desserts, and appetizers. Remember, this is your golden ticket to not doing multiple trips at the grocery store during the craziest time of year. Um, The other thing about creating the menu plan is remember to do inventory of what you already have. Uh, The last thing is to go grocery shopping. Try to go early in the month. After you get that list ready, go early in the month. The three things you want to remember, create a budget. If you have to go to more than one store, make sure you do it in a way that makes sense so you're being efficient, right? Go to the furthest store first, and then you're going to end up to the closest store by your home so you can just pull right into your driveway. Um, If you are bringing kids, helpers, husbands, whatever, um, make a copy of the grocery list for each of them. Split up, divide and conquer. Um, You can do it in groups such as, hey, everybody, one of you go get all the beverages. The other one, go get all the baked goods. The other person, go get all the produce. Give yourself a timeline. You know, um, I think people in general seem to work better if they have a deadline. Remember this, the earlier you do it, the better. There are going to be some things, obviously, that, you know, you don't want to keep for a couple weeks, which is like fruit, right? If you're doing a fruit platter or something like that or a salad, you want to get that as fresh as you can. But those are small items. That doesn't, you don't want that to be um, the rule of thumb, right? Like you want to get those perishable items um, closer to the day so that they stay fresh. 
So the other thing I want to say is I have some resources for you and I will put the link in the show notes. Um, I love a good PDF. If you've been around long enough or if you've read my blog, then you know that I'm a PDF girl, right? I love digital downloads and I've created a few. So I created a guest list, a calendar for November, a menu plan, and a grocery list for you to download. All those um, links are in at the blog, and I can also put them in the show notes as well. Um, but definitely download these, share them with your friends if you think it will help. And, you know, try to sit back and relax, drink a pumpkin spice latte, and get ready for Thanksgiving. But more you know, get ready to um, enjoy your folks. You know, that's the one thing I want to leave you with is just enjoy your people while they're here. Um, Love on them, treat them well. And treating them well means treating yourself well by taking care of that future self. So don't neglect yourself in all of this. Um, And the last thing I want to say is I do have some downloads of scripture cards, like grateful cards that might be of interest to you as a little handout. So we'll talk about that in another podcast or another episode about creating, you know, um, some fun things to do during the holidays or little gifts that you can give as hostess that don't really cost much. um, Because I always think that's like such a nice little touch and people enjoy that. Well, it is a beautiful fall day here, so I am going to go out and enjoy, and I hope that you are enjoying your day as well, and I'm glad to be back. I hope you're listening, and please leave a message for me or um, rate the episode I would or rate the podcast. I would love to hear from you, and as always, please subscribe to both the podcast and the blog post. Okay, God bless, and talk to again soon. Mm-hmm.